afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, welcome to the internet's most sophisticated wrestling podcast, discussing the weekly aspects of it all, right here on The Bald Monkeys Wrestling Well, welcome back, everybody. We are here with another interview for Mission Pro's Wrestling Show, September 18th, down in Buda, Texas. Uh, that is hell. And that's not Buda. It's Buda. Remember, we got the we got the actual saying in the last time. But anyway, that's Friday the 18th. Like I said, hell hath no fury. Put on by Mission Pro. I got Christopher here. He's one of these directions from me, and tonight. Yet again, we have another very special guest. It was a last-minute addition to our lineup here. Uh, you may recognize her name and her face from uh, a small promotion called uh, AEW, just on TV every once in a while. But she is straight at a Yo Mama's Kitchen. She is five foot fine and sweeter than wine. We have Red Velvet. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. No problem. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, I can't complain. I've been on and off the road uh, with COVID. I know a lot of people are not uh, wrestling, but I've been fortunate enough to have wrestled uh, this entire time for COVID. So I'm just feeling blessed. Good. Good. Yeah, it's a tough, tough times we're in right now, but we'll, we'll get serious for a little while. But let's, let's start from the beginning because everyone has a beginning, as I always like to say. So what was young Red Velvet like? I don't think Red, young Red Velvet is almost like right now Red Velvet. I've always been very like friendly, sassy. I was never like growing up, I was never like the sassy, like smart ass child. I was kind of just like a little bit the quiet, the more respectful one of like my siblings. Uh, but I was definitely like not shy when it came to like shows or parties i was like always very out there i used to do like little dance shows and like put the hat down during the adult parties and everything get little tips and stuff yeah i was like ah, these adult parties are boring so i might as well entertain them and get a little a little school money or you know a little junk food money or something from this so i used to come up with like choreographies of my cousins and stuff so i'm still the same i think i'm not you know, as you get older, you lose, like, the whole, like, um, what do you call it? Like, I don't know. When you're young, you're just so fearless and you cut, like, vulnerable. You know, you get old and you go through experiences and you lose that. I was very open and vulnerable to everything. I just, I was a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. They, they say sometimes when you grow up, your innocence and your vulnerability innocence, go, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. goes away. But yeah, it's I, you can see that too. The the way your presence is, it seems like it's still there. Like you're oh, still yeah. holding on to it, of which course. is great. So young. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so as you're growing up and as you're you know putting on shows and making a few bucks, when does wrestling come in? When do you first notice wrestling? I was a third grader. I was nine years old. I was watching 
TV with my mom. I don't remember. And she just flipped the channel. And they were like, uh, it was like the Rock and Stone Cold. And they were having like a street match or any falls count. I don't know. They were just in the crowd. And we were like, what is this? You know, like, I'd never seen that before. I like grew up around like my dad boxing. So I only really knew like boxing. I never knew like wrestling existed. So I was nine years old and we started watching it. Uh, I started watching it with my mom. So then she started like picking up that it was coming on like every Friday or every Thursday at the time on like UPN. And I was like, mom, I want to watch it. And then I went to school one day and like overheard the boys talking about it. And like, I knew what they were talking about. So I kind of like chimed in and they were like, whoa, like you watch wrestling too. So I was like, growing up, I definitely was like a little nerd, but like I had a lot of friends, like guy friend nerds that like always had my back because like I was the only girl that used to watch wrestling in third grade. So that's how it started. I never really like thought I would be a wrestler. I kind of like just saw it and liked it. And uh, I did jokingly tell my mom one time, like I'm gonna be a diva. Uh, but I never took myself seriously. And I don't think she took me seriously either. And then I think it's funny that like life goes full circle. And here I am. I think I spoke it into existence at nine years old, I guess. <laughs> Somebody heard you and all of a sudden they were like, yeah, ah, yeah we're going to get you later on. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy about it, though. I'm, I'm happy about it. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned The Rock. You mentioned Stone Cold, obviously big names. Were there any other ones that stood out to you that were your favorites? Oh, uh, hands down, like the Hardys and Lita were my top favorite. Uh, Lita was like just something that like caught me off guard. Cause like I saw the beginning feud of where like she was with Issa Rios and then like she, you know, got screwed over and the Hardys came to like save her. That was like my favorite moment. And then she went on with them and I was like, oh, she's so badass. Like, but she's so beautiful at the same time. And has all these tattoos. It was like, she, she kind of drew you in to be a rebel, but then she was still had this beauty to her and she was so athletic so that I think like I the Hardys the Hardys Lita and The Rock were like my top favorite growing up for sure I love that I love that storyline with S.A. Rios because it's it was like S.A. Rios was supposed to be the big name but you ended up getting Lita out of that as the one who stood out with when she started doing that moonsault everyone just flipped out everyone yeah (laughs) everyone just lost it that was my favorite Let's fast forward a little bit. You mentioned that there wasn't a moment that you were like, oh, I'm going to be a wrestler. You fast forward into getting into different things, getting into dance, getting into different activities. How does wrestling come back into your life? Well, I started dancing and then I took it seriously. I got into like a, a magnet school, you know, took it to college and then I just was flipping through the channel, I think, one day. And then uh, they had come up and they were uh, casting for Tough Enough. So they just said, like, anyone can do it. Like, if you're tough enough. And I just was kind of like, I'm tough enough. But I'm like, I wasn't thinking, like, I'm going to be a wrestler. I was just kind of like, oh, you know, like, I can get on this show. Like, you don't need any experience. I got this. So I went over to, like, my friend's house. And he had a big backyard. So I was like, I got to film a video. I don't know what I'm doing, whatever. And then ironically, I just like gotten um, like over a breakup. So you, every girl, when they go over a breakup, they go through this like huge change. So it was like the first time I had dyed my hair and it was like red, super red. So I just like showed up to his house and he was like, whoa. He's like, so you're going to film this? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, so what's going to be your wrestling name? And I was like, 
uh red violet i think that's like maybe like my alter ego and he's like ew no <laughs> he was like you look like a red velvet cake like you know beautiful chocolate skin super red hair you know you're soft you're smooth like the fabric like kind of let's just go with that and he was a huge wrestling fan and i was like all right let's just run with it you know and it took off and like the video was so cheesy like if you guys go on my youtube page it's like all the way in the bottom so cheesy um but then like it started getting reposted on twitter and then like one morning they called me and it was like one of my friends had screenshotted it and they had posted like uh the video on tv and i got casted for like a second interview and then at the time, I didn't know about, like, headshots or anything. So I didn't have, like, professional pictures. So I think that's why, like, I didn't get on the show because I had, like, mm. maybe pictures in my backyard or something. So after that, it got, like, such a big following that I was, like, I never thought to, like, really get into wrestling. Like, does that exist? Like, I mean, there's WWE and there's this and that. But, like, can you really get there? Someone who doesn't know anything about it. So I started doing my research. And then I came across my trainer now who is going to be at mission pro i'm not going against her but <clears throat> she's going to be there she was my first trainer and she started training me at like a boxing gym and it was 2015 and it just took off and fast forward 2020 here i am like still red velvet and it just took off i never really thought about it i think it just like i saw how good the feedback was and i just dove into it and it exceeded all my expectations does uh does your friend continually tell you that they thought up the name like do they does does he remind you all the time he really doesn't actually i think he's just more like in shock right now like oh my god like he like we were in a group chat and he like blasted it like to everyone like you guys have to see this like she's on AEW, blah 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 and i hadn't like spoke to him in a long time because he like you know, we all grow up, he turned into a, like a cop and, and a sheriff. So he's busy, but he was like on it, like all my friends from that moment. But he never is like, oh, you know, I came up with Red Velvet. I don't think he even remembers that he did. So uh, my trainer uh, came up with like five foot fine, sweeter than wine, straight out of your mama's kitchen. Because we were joking about like, you know, people say like straight out of Compton, straight out of this, straight out of that. Mm -hmm. So he's like, why are you going to come out of like Miami, Florida or Columbia? Like, that's boring. Like, I think straight out of your mom's kitchen. Like everyone loves mom's kitchen, like mom's cooking. And I was like, man, I'm going to, he always tells me about that. He gave me that. So every time, like, even that they even announced it on AEW, he just like cannot stop laughing about it. It just, it took off. So we run with it, you know, it's different. It definitely makes every person at a show remember me because of that's the first thing they hear before I come out. So I always get people coming up to me after and people hashtag it. So I love it. It is pretty awesome. Like, I mean, now if I was that guy, I'd be like, yeah, that, that, that was all me. The nickname, the little right? moniker, that was me. Like she wanted to be red violet. Like, come on. Not, no, no. I helped her out with that. Right. I, I, he would, he should have taken full ownership, but like, I think he just forgot, honestly. So he'll probably watch this back and be like, you know, but I think he forgot. <laughs> So you talk about being a dancer. Now you you were it looked like you you were a competitive type dancer for a, a little bit from what yeah, I Yeah, I started dancing when I was 9 and then I got into a magnet school in high school and then an art school um an art school in college and then I joined my first dance company that used to travel. It was an entertainment company at 18 years old. 
So I did more like we didn't compete. We just would inter entertain. So like, um, I'm just going to give an example. One time uh, there was a huge event for Delta. So they needed like entertainment and they had this theme. So the company, we flew there and did that. Then my dance partner that I met at that company years later opened up his own entertainment company. And I started traveling the world with him and we do like 15s and like, you can think of anything like that's entertainment. They do it, but they do every type of thing. People's Christmas party, company, Christmas parties, everything. Um, so I never did like a competitive dance team, but I did like go to art school and get my degree and stuff. I never like got to like, teach I, t I taught at a studio but I never like owned my own studio yet or nothing because wrestling kind of took over and I'm blessed I don't I think that's just the route life went you know mm -hmm. but I definitely stick dance in my wrestling uh because it's so close and dear to my heart and I think it makes me me if I wasn't like had previous dance training and so much discipline I wouldn't be the wrestler that I am today I agree I mean and you see that background like right when you right when you get out right when you get into the ring you see all that come out into your entrance into the ring and everything and it's awesome um how how much does like the background and dancing and the flexibility and and the technique how how much does that actually trans transfer over to you know being a wrestler in the ring I think it gave me a huge advantage uh because I did dance for so long and so seriously like discipline, versatility, uh, being able to like do things like in wrestling, they call like on the fly, but like being able to improvise because dance is the same thing. Wrestling is like a dance, you know, uh, the conditioning, I've been in shape because of wrestling. I've been very fearless as a wrestler because I used to dance. So since I used to partner with people, like they used to throw me around and always catch me. So uh, thankfully, uh, I'm always open to trying new things because I just have this level of trust in myself and the person I'm with that just has helped me a lot uh, with wrestling. Um, discipline is the biggest thing. I think I've been able to get a lot of opportunities because I'm just disciplined with myself. And top thing has to be like charisma. Mm -hmm. If I didn't dance for as long as I did and like get over that hump of like being afraid of people. I was never afraid of people, but there are people that get like, stage fright or everything I was never like that so wrestling just intertwined I love coming out and I love seeing the people whether they're booing me or cheering me or whatever you're gonna when I come out you're paying attention so that's been really big for, because of dance a lot of people tell me like your level of confidence is like insane like you're just not afraid and I'm like why am I afraid of these people they pay money to see me so let's give them a show you know I'm going to need you to talk to my daughter at some point because of course. she's, she, she's in, she, she's doing school from home right now and she doesn't ever want to talk to the teacher or this or the other, her other classmates on the zoom. And I'm like, just, just do it. Like you're fine. And she's so scared Aww. about talking to people. I'm like, you will be okay. Just talk. Yeah. It's, Aww. it starts like, I used to see people cry in high school, in college even, for like speech class. And I didn't understand until like, you know, you get up there and like, for some reason, like, I don't know, I think people's fear is like to look stupid. So once you get over that, like, you have that confidence that like, whether you look stupid, you're gonna make stupid look like the coolest thing ever, then you get more comfortable. Like, you know, I've had matches where 
I, I haven't won. And like somebody even posted on their story for like a co one of my previous AEW matches. Like she even makes losing look really good. Like, I'm like, you win some, you lose some, but guess what? Like next week, if I'm on your TV again, I live to see another day. So what's the worst that can happen? You know, like, I, I don't know. Fear is like a big thing once you let it control you. And I've just learned that like, what is the worst that can happen? Like there isn't a worst that can happen. And if you're talking in front of somebody, maybe you like stutter, maybe you like freeze up, but you learn from it. After that one moment, you'll learn something different, you know? Exactly. Now you talked a little about a little bit about being in the ring and your your father being a boxer. Uh, and I, th I think I also saw that your uncle yeah. was a boxer as well. Um, what is it like to have that lineage of, you know, a, a professional athlete, you know, in, in the family? And did they give you any pointers? Were they able to give you any pointers when you started uh, in the wrestling industry? My uncle, I never met because he was in Colombia. And then when I did learn more about him, he passed away from cancer. And then my dad actually like retired when I was a month old. I was born and he decided he wanted to retire. Um, so actually I lied. I think I was a few days old, actually. He might, wow. like, I was born June 3rd. I think he retired, like, the end of June. Uh, so I never got to see him uh, box. I did, like, go to, with him to, like, train boxers and stuff. So I definitely was too small to understand, but I did, like, grasp, like, the passion that he had. And I always, like, took that with me because I remember I was I was too little to remember I just remember like 5 6 a.m he would always be in like a jumpsuit and go out with my dog to run like every morning that was just like even though he wasn't fighting anymore that was just like his his way of doing it yeah. he had just so much discipline and then uh as I got older he put me in like self-defense and MMA so I never took anything from the boxing aspect he never like showed me I was too little to care what he was doing um but as I got older and I got into like the MMA and the boxing, I just like discipline was like the biggest thing. Discipline and like mental strength because like he had that, like to win those fights, like, mm -hmm. you know, so many hits to the head and stuff. So later on when I turned 18, like he got worse. Uh, he got like Parkinson and Alzheimer's. So we sent him back to Columbia to retire. And just last year he passed away but I just use like watch the the thing also is like since it was such long ago there's no video footage I can go back to there's like one video on YouTube where he knocks the guy out but I have like no footage of him because it was so back then like YouTube didn't exist but like he went to the Olympics he went to like Japan China everything so I wish social media was good back then so I can go back and maybe take some of his stuff and put it into my repertoire um but I just honor him with like mainly like the mental strength and my uncle as well. And that's what I do in the ring. I do a lot of like sequences where I punch a lot mm -hmm. just to like commemorate them and stuff. And, and I got quick hands too. So that's, I think the only thing I took, like just the quick hand exchange, you know? Yes. You, you, know, one, two. you definitely do have some, some quick mitts there <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> from watching a lot of your matches. Now you mentioned uh, your trainer, one of your trainers is actually also on the card uh, for Hell Hath No Fury, and that is La Rosa Negra. 
Uh, yep. What was it like training with her? She's amazing. Uh, when I first started, like I said, we started, uh, she had to close her school. So she was just training uh, at a, I think it was like a boxing or MMA gym. So I took my first bumps like on a ring, like a boxing ring. So it's not like no wrestling ring. There's no wood, nothing. It was just like these flat bumps. And she's really big on fitness. So we would always just like do this workout training circuit. And then little by little, she was like, this is how you tie up. This is how you bump. So like when I first started wrestling, I was like in the, I'm in good shape, but like, I think overall I was in the best shape that I've been in a long time when I started with her. Unfortunately, she went to Japan, not fortunately that she went to Japan. She went to Japan and she was doing great and she got injured. Uh, so she had to take time off. So then she sent me over to my trainer, <coughs> my current trainer now, JB, and he's great too. So I think I was blessed to have a little bit of both worlds. I learned a lot from her as a woman. And then the further part of my training, you know, she put me in good hands with JB and, you know, I still go back to the school. I still now uh, teach the other kids who like have seen nice. me on TV and are like super inspired and the more girls are signing up. So, so far I've, you know, they've, I've been able to inspire them, which has always been my goal for wrestling. But uh, yeah, Rose is going to be at that show. So I'm, I'm really excited. We don't, we don't always get to catch up. Last time we caught up before COVID, uh, we wrestled each other in the Bahamas, and it was awesome. So I'm I'm happy to sit back and get to watch her do her thing this time after I do my thing. I I did see that you guys wrestled uh, uh, when I was kind of researching and stuff online. So let's talk about Hell Hath No Fury. Now you're you were a late participant. And it uh, due to Baby D, who we talked to not too long ago, uh, having to back out for some reason. And if you want to know those reasons, you can go listen to her episode. Of course. <laughs> but uh, before we get to your match and everything, uh, what did you think of the card uh, that Mission Pro had before you were added to it? It's funny because I saw the card and the card pushed me to be like, hmm, I need to be on the show. You know, I was like, dude, like, there's some good people on this card. Like, let's start off with obviously Thunder Rosa. Like, you have Lindsay Snow, you have La Rosa, you have um, so so many people. Vert Vixen, like that. I've uh, I haven't wrestled her yet, but you know we've been part of the same promotion up in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. You know, Avery Taylor that I wrestled her two down. It was it's a lot of familiar faces, so I was like, ooh, like. This is like, you know, that's not the whole card, but like just the card itself is yeah. stacked. So I was like, I need to be on this show. Like, how can I get on this show? So the the card is stacked. I'm excited now that I'm a part of it. So it all works out so well. Yeah. So how did that happen? Well, like, did they reach out to you or had you already reached out and they were like, hmm, we gotta keep her in our back pocket? The funny part was, so I saw the card. And then I recognized, obviously, like, Lindsay, Avery, Rosa was on it. And she's in Puerto Rico. So I was like, oh, you know, she's coming down to the U.S. So I was like, hey, you know, like, do you know who I need to contact for Mission Pro? Like, I'd love to do it. And she was like, well, that's Thunder Rosa's promotion. But I think it's in charge. And I'm like, all right, cool, great. You know, I wrestled Robin in a couple occasions. So she's familiar with who I am. Let me just you know, shoot her a message. So I shot her a message and then um, 
she got back to me as far as like Ray and all that stuff. But uh, she had told me that like the match, the show was already like stacked. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, well, you know, if you can consider me for the next one. And it kind of just fizzled out there. And then Rosa was like, oh, like, did you follow up? And I'm like, I did, but the show's already like sealed. So I think it's funny how the world works because that week, like a week or two weeks after that had happened, I went to do uh, extra work at AEW. And it was the first week Thunder Rosa was there mm. leading, you know, they had brought her in to lead her up to her match with Sheeta. So we were just like, it's the first time I had like, you know, said hello to her, spoke with her. And we were in the makeup room and I was getting my makeup done. So I'm like, hey, look, I heard about your promotion. Uh, I trained with Rosa. She's going to be at your show. Uh, I think she had spoke to you about possibly me being on the show as her tag partner or in future shows. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She spoke to me about it. Uh, you know, talked to Robin. And I'm like, oh, I already spoke to her. I let her know all my information. She's like, all right, cool. You know, I'll keep you posted for October. So then the following week after that, I came to TV again and we never like spoke about it again, but I think maybe like, I'm not sure why they picked me. I'm grateful. I think it's maybe like Rosa really like sat and watched my work while we were both at AEW. Mm. Uh, and maybe, you know, my name came up as like, Hey, you know, she'll be really good to go against Maddie. So it was, I think all just perfect timing. Cause I had already hit them up. The show was stacked. And then I was able to talk to, thunder rosa personally and then the show was still stacked but i think she saw my work and i'm i'm hoping that's what it was that why she considered me so i'm just blessed and and i'm ready that's amazing i mean we've talked to a number of different people and it's like you know timing timing, timing is absolutely. everything absolutely now you mentioned earlier about you know wanting to be a role model for you know younger girls growing up possibly wanted to get into the business what what does it mean to, you know for you personally to be able to work you know with mission pro and this show in particular just being all women top to bottom left to right you know everything i i'm honored and i'm beyond grateful to be a part of this show because everyone like there's a difference between like an all women's show and the women are competing this show is all women like are you kidding all women like look around there's no man oh my god so that just also goes to show that like us women can do anything and when I first started wrestling what I really wanted to get out of it was like I tend to like draw the attention of younger kids because I look a lot younger than what I am myself so kids tend to like have this bond with me because I look their age maybe um but growing up my biggest thing with wrestling was like I wanted to inspire people that like someone like me, my size, uh, my weight, like, you know, I don't look like I should be in the wrestling ring. According to some people, I'm too small. I'm so thin, blah, blah, blah. That like, you can go out there and you can do anything. And most importantly, I have nobody that I know that wrestles. No one got me in the door. No, not, that's not a job to anyone whose family legacy comes from that at all. Like, my boyfriend comes from that family legacy. So it's not a jab to them, but I can inspire people that I did it truly all on my own. I, I knew nothing about wrestling. I knew no one when I got started. And even like the opportunities, like I've worked my ass off for them. And 
the doors that have opened because of people I know have been through my work ethic. Like, you're good. You work hard. You do this. I'll speak for you. And that's how people have vouched for me. Um, but that all came with, with time of putting, putting in the time. So I just want to inspire not only kids, but adults. I see sometimes people tell me like, oh, when you wrestle, like, I forget about everything that's going on at home and you just draw me in. And the fact that I can make somebody escape reality, whether it's depression, a breakup, feeling suicidal, home problems, money problems, and they just are all in when I'm resting, that at the end of the day means more to me than any title or any like status or whatever. As long as I'm inspiring anyone or if someone says, hey, I saw you, you're so small, you're so thin, you're so tiny, and you did it, and I'm, I signed up for wrestling school, whatever it is. I had girls, the girls that are in my school now were like, we never saw anyone come out of this school successful. And like, we don't know anyone who's like wrestling famous. And, and we just, we started training with you and you were like, I was like, don't be afraid. I was a nobody, you know? And they're like, now we see you on TV. Like that's inspiration. And that's great. I'd rather say I started as a nobody and now I'm inspired. So that's my biggest thing that makes me happy. Yeah, the dedication, the motivation. Now, that's going to lead you to this match against Maddie Rinkowski. Now, we talked to Maddie before, and she she had mentioned that she was looking forward to wrestle, you know, Baby D as she was a third-generation wrestler and everything. Now, I watched a bunch of Maddie's uh, matches as I was researching her. I watched a bunch of your matches, not just on TV, but also on YouTube and everything. You guys seem like you have very similar uh, kind of in-ring ability. Uh, definitely the, the striking, like you talked about before, you know, ability in there, the quick hands. How do you think this match is going to go down uh, in what will be less than a week? Uh, I'm ready. I never uh, underestimate anybody. And then I think uh, – my opponent always will have a huge advantage because they've never, I've never faced them. So that's, they, that's still an advantage to them, but it's an advantage to me because they haven't faced me. And she's a great competitor. She has a size over on me, like height wise, but uh, I don't think she's faster than me. And I think people don't pick up on how fast I really am until they are like, Oh my gosh, she's like a little scrambling rat, like little mouse. Like I'm quick. Like if you're going to beat me, you better catch me. So that's how I see it. Uh, but no, no shame on her game. She's ready. I'm ready. I've watched some of her stuff. I always, always, when I go to wrestle someone, whether I know them or don't know them, I like to go watch their things. I watch some of their old stuff and their recent stuff because just what they're doing recent doesn't mean that's what they're going to throw out in the match. Mm -hmm. So I like to analyze my opponent uh, a lot. And she's... You know, she's cocky and she seems like she's very confident. And I love that. I want a real fight. I don't want anyone who's going to be afraid of me. She doesn't look like she's afraid of me. She shouldn't be afraid of me. You know, it's going to be a, fought, a fight, a brawl, and make the best woman win. It's going to be one hell of a match. Heck yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. She's definitely, uh, I've seen some of her lies and, and her promos. And even the promo she caught, uh, you know, cut on baby D and uh, she was real confident. So I was like, let's do it. I'm ready. I'm always ready to Love serve it. it up. Hey. So let's, um, let's, let's 
turn back a little bit and give you an opportunity that nobody has. You can talk to 10-year-old Red Velvet and give her any advice you'd like. What are you going to say? Okay. If I'm talking to myself right now, I would say trust your instinct. And, like, I I don't want to say it's cheesy because people say follow your heart, you know. But, like, if there's something you want to do, do it, you know. Do it do it to the best of your ability. And when you do do it, take time to always like enjoy the present moment. We're so focused on the future, the future, the future. The more you keep focusing on the future, you've already missed the present moment. So live in the present moment. Always keep your eye always on the, on the final prize in the future. But the journey in between is like what matters the most to people say like, well, this and that, but like the journey is going to be like the stories I'm going to tell my kids from like when I first started wrestling, I won't be able to tell those stories if I don't soak up every single moment. Like I've been in like AW and like, that's been my biggest opportunity in my career so far. And like walking back to the locker room, maybe it was like my third or fourth time there. I just broke down crying. And it was just because I was soaking in, like, you know, I didn't, think with the pandemic or nothing I wouldn't imagine me being here and like just the opportunity that this pandemic brought for me to be there I get emotional thinking about it but like I just always soak that moment like right before I go through that tunnel I soak up that moment what I'm feeling uh when I go back to my hotel if I have time and I'm not like falling asleep I always write what I felt at that moment of that match with that opponent because time goes by years go by and you forget and nothing is better than looking back at that notebook and being like, oh, I remember that moment. Or oh, I remember that thought. Because 10 years from now, if you have a concussion, you might not even remember that moment. So just enjoy the ride, you know? I don't even That's... remember what I had for dinner yesterday. <laughs> what are you telling? I don't remember what I had for dinner right now. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's definitely something that I think is great advice because – we talk about things a lot and memories are more important than things. Um, being able to create memories and, and you're obviously creating tons of memories that you're going to have in the future to share with other people, which is just a wonderful thing that you can now remember to share with people later on. Yeah. There's things I went through when I was little that I'm like, I don't remember the exact details and, and your life when it's happening, is so fresh. But even like my teacher always used to say I've forgotten more than you guys have learned. And that's what happens with life. And if I don't sit and write it or take a picture, eventually you get old and you're going to forget. So I always try to like not get caught in the moment and just kind of like take a pause. There's moments where like I'm getting my makeup done and I'm done and there's like everyone's eating and everything. I just kind of sit there and just like take it all in because sometimes it just becomes a habit and everything's like a normal thing like oh, i'm here on tv blah blah and you just lose that like mm -hmm. you know that gratitude so i just always like take a moment for myself walk away from people and just you know always appreciate it you know yeah. the universe gives you more when you show gratitude i believe that i like that so you talked a little bit about writing so it has me curious now what kind of hobbies do you have? What are you doing? I mean, there's limited stuff we can do right now, but what are you doing to keep busy besides wrestling? Wrestling. Uh, I'm really big on like uh, meditation. 
I love to meditate. Uh, I love, uh, I'm big on like the whole universe. Like, don't get me wrong. I grew up Catholic. I believe in God. Uh, but like something about just the universe, it's vibes, everything I'm really big on. So like, I read a lot about like crystal healing and like uh, law of attraction. I do that a lot now. Uh, I always like write a lot, like my goals. I journal everything uh, because when I get overwhelmed, I just like hold things on. But as soon as I put it on paper, I like let it go. And uh, my little niece just turned two and she's like my best friend. So right now pandemic is just mainly like family time. Uh, recently, if you guys saw my post, my aunt passed away from cancer. Uh, but she's over in Colombia, so we can't even, like, we didn't go to the funeral or nothing like that. So I'm just really big right now with, like, family time. My family got the COVID uh, mm. months ago. So you don't know ever when you're going to lose somebody. So I just do, like, I've been doing a lot of, like, soul searching and, like, healing. A lot of time for me. Because um, before the pandemic, I was very overwhelmed with just life life in the indies, where my career was going to go. Was I doing too much work? Was I doing not enough work for wrestling? And the pandemic was like my answer to the universe that everything just paused. And like, I was like, okay, every wrestler is paused right now. No one's ahead of me. No one's behind me. We're all at a halt. Let me just center myself. And as soon as that started happening, then like AW showed up. And now I'm like, okay, getting the ball rolling. But I still back home take the time to just kind of like always keep myself on check this is like the busiest schedule my life has been since I was in that dance company early on mm -hmm. so I do a lot of soul searching and maybe like hanging out with my family when I'm not working it's interesting because obviously this has been a weird time for everybody but there's these stories of opportunity and stories of success that's come out of it so to your point and how you're looking at the universe, there is some good to come out of it. And it seems like it's what you make of it as well. Oh, absolutely. To me, like everyone laughs and like, oh, you know, on New Year's, we're all just going to forget about 2020. It's never going to be spoken about. But like this year for me has been like growth in all aspects. I have friends that like, you know, this has changed their life. They've had to like adapt, lost their job and then found a new different job, a new route. So this year, like, we want to forget some of it, but, like, some of it, you know, has definitely – this year has been growth for everyone. Like, you know, we've lost so many good people. Uh, this is a weird year, but it, it was meant to happen for a reason, for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's lighten the mood a little bit. Yes. Let's lighten up. Let's get to our favorite part of the questions, which is our favorites. So yes. we listen, we kind of pick apart a little bit. We put some down that we send you ahead of time, but we usually like to pop in a few as of we're course. listening. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, and I don't know if Chuck's got any also, but we'll see. I got a couple. All right, he's got okay. a couple. Okay. I'm going to go back to your dance days, and still now, I know I'm probably jumping on yours. I want to know what your favorite dance style is. Favorite dance style. Okay. Literally took my question. <laughs> yeah, favorite dance style right now, Latin ballroom, for sure. Okay. When's the last yeah. time you did Latin ballroom dancing? Maybe a month ago for a music video. But it wasn't okay. all Latin ballroom. It was actually, like, kind of, like, it was, like, some hip-hop-ish, whatever. But, like, there was a lot of Latin ballroom in there. So I love Latin ballroom and, like, obviously hip-hop. But I did it all. But Latin ballroom is, like, 
where I could be the sassiest. So I like it. I get to be feisty. There you go. Well, dancing obviously goes really well with music. So what's your favorite type of music? And do you have any favorite artists right now? Artists. Oh, all right. Favorite artist, uh, Kiana Lede. She like caught my attention because she started doing like um, covers for other people. And she has like an amazing voice. So that's what drew my attention. And now she's like getting in her zone, doing her own music. So right now she's like hands down my favorite artist. Favorite music. I listen to everything, literally. I listen to country. I listen to Spanish music, like salsa, bachata. I listen to hip-hop. I listen, I listen to everything. So I don't have a set genre. I do listen to everything. Like, my playlist, so, like, whenever I drive here to Orlando, everything, it's, like, a little bit of everything. So, yeah. I'm really big more on, like, how do I say it? Like, I love like those love songs, like R&B love songs. That's like my favorite because I sing my heart out. I can't sing, but I sing my heart out. Well, we, call, we all can't sing, no, no. but we, we try, but we oh, all I can't try. sing. I try so hard. If, if anyone ever pulls up next to me and watches me while I drive, I really want to see what that looks like because I'm like singing my heart out and I know I can't sing, so... But do you, do you do the, like, glance over and, like, mm, maybe I should stop or oh, no, you just continue no. going? I'm driving. I'm, like, singing loud, like, loud. If I put the window down, I might scare somebody. But I don't. <laughs> so um, I leave the window up. But I, I, I never even glance because I'm, I'm just in my zone. It's, like, and it's a big thing, actually, that when you guys ask me what I do in my spare time, is, like, I love that I'm on the road a lot now because mm -hmm. I get to drive. Uh, whether it's by myself or with the girls. I don't sing when the girls are around. I don't want to scare them. But when I'm by myself, I do a lot of singing. And it's really, like, I feel so much better. Like, there's no judgment. No one tells me how bad I sing. I just let it all out. And it takes off a lot of stress. So that's another thing I do, like, have been doing during this time. And I love it. It's a little unfair because, like, you could dance. And like, I, I like to sing and dance when no one's looking, but I know yeah. I can't do either. And you at least could dance when you're and, doing yeah. it, so. And it's funny, cause like on my spare time, I don't just like dance around the house. I just, but I love to sing. Like, I wouldn't switch it. Like, oh, if you could sing, would you sing instead of dance? Not really, but I really wish it kind of sang like kind of good because then I would have put that in my wrestling gimmick as well. Like, I don't know. Just or you can thing. just be that you think you sing really well. Ooh, that too. I might, I might try that. <laughs> I might try that. That'll be really good because I actually sing really bad. I mean, I don't know. Like, at least my boyfriend says I sing bad. Well, he's like, you sing really, really good. So I know he's saying I sing bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I, he I have the ask... volume up. So that's oh. how I really know yeah. I don't sing well. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I have to ask my wife about that because she always says that I sing really well and I don't know if she's just like trying to get one in on me and saying like, oh yeah, you sing really well. Probably not. <laughs> like it's, you got to watch them. Like I know he says I sing bad because he put the, put like the volume up. If I sang well, like he'd put the volume down. So that's how I figured it out. So let's, uh, let's talk about food because I love food. We love food. Me Everyone too. Loves food. What's your favorite type of food? And what's your, like, what's your favorite meal you've ever had? Okay. Favorite type of food? I guess I'm going to go with Italian because I love pizza. Um, yeah. Favorite? Well, I'll go with both. I have to go with 
Italian and like seafood. I love, I just came back from like eat. It's funny because I was at the restaurant. I'm like, all right, podcast at 930. And I'm like looking at the waiter, hoping she was like, hurry up. <laughs> um, but I love uh, seafood. I love shrimp. I love lobster tail and I love crab, snow crab. So that would probably be like my best meal I've had. If I could put all three in one, I probably would turn into a fish. You've literally I, just I love killed so Christopher with that dish right there. I can't I, eat I, any I of that. He's allergic to shellfish. Oh, I feel so bad for him. I will yeah. eat all the pizza. You can have all the shellfish. Okay. I'll take all of all it. <laughs> yeah. I love them both. I love food. I love food. So we, we noticed that you took a trip to Disney. Yes. And we were curious, what was your favorite part of Disney? Favorite ride? Favorite area? Well, this time I went to Volcano Bay for the first time. Okay. Uh, so that was an experience. But I've been to like Universal and I mainly have gone to Universal and Islands. I went to Disney once, but the it was like in June for my birthday, like three years ago. And the lines were horrible. Yeah. So And hot. Yeah, but it was the lines were horrible. My mom was so miserable. Uh, so, so we'll switch it. We could do Universal. We could do Universal. Yeah. Let's so switch it I'm, up. Go, I'm a big fan of like the Mummy. I don't know why. I okay. I literally on like my eighth grade trip wrote it thirteen times with my best friend. Thirteen times we counted the Mummy. I don't know why. What we we were bored. I guess that's like my one of my favorites. I haven't been there in a while, so I'm like a huge fan of roller coasters. So I ride the Mom. I'm not a fan of like, like in Volcano Bay, there's that one that like you stand and like they take the thing out from your feet in the volcano and you just, I didn't try that. I don't like drops, uh, like maybe in the roller coaster, but like the ones that are like up and then it is like elevator-ish. Yeah, one. I feel like I'm gonna have a heart attack. So I just, yeah, I just <laughs> don't, those like, they call it like um, in the fair here in Miami, like the really big ones called like the drop of fear. Yeah, I see Free why. Fall. Yeah, free fall. Yeah, usually, I, yeah, I can't. That's like my least favorite. But I'm going to go with the mummy. And if I had to choose a second one, I really like the Hulk. The Hulk reminds me, well, now, like when you go through the tunnel of the Hulk, that's how I feel every time I go through the AW tunnel. Because it's mm -hmm. just like that. Except I don't go like shooting out and feeling like I'm going to die. Right? <laughs> but that's, the, that's how the adrenaline is right before I go out, though. So, but those two are but my favorite rides. I'm going to date myself a little bit because I haven't been to Universal in a very long time because my favorite rides at Universal are Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. King Kong and the Jaws ride were my I three favorite rides. I never went on the Jaws one. I, I really wanted to go on that one. I, I haven't been time. able to go on that one. And then uh, what's that new part? I think, don't they have like a new part in Universal or like the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter part? Yeah. I went to like, I think they added more or something. That one was good too. I liked that. I wasn't too crazy about it, but I liked it. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, but like the area is nice. I couldn't do Back to the Future because like they have um, the, the Star Wars ride that was at old Disney. It's like almost the same where you're just sitting in the, in the thing and the screen's in front of you. And, it's, and I got so motion sick oh, that yeah. like, I, I literally, I couldn't do the park anymore. I was like, I have to go back to my hotel room and lay down because I feel so terrible. And then I got the chance to go over to Universal and I was like, nope, not going on this ride. Not, yeah. not falling in that trap again. Yeah, that happened to me 
like three years ago, but in Horror Nights. It was this one specific house that you go in with the glasses. Oh man, I think like we called it quits after that. It was so, I had the worst headache. And it's like, you're trying to focus and like you take the glasses off just to see like the difference. And like, it was bad. But that's another thing I like, uh, Horror Nights. I'm a really big fan of that. Do you like getting I, scared? You like, you like the- You know, they always back? like last- year when i went they get me when i'm like sitting on the benches it's never inside the house i don't know what it is but they always like and then i was like sitting right next to my boyfriend and i think he saw the guy coming and the guy told him out he was coming and he just like touched me like he didn't touch me but he did some weird like animal sound in my ear and i just took off and people were just laughing i was like one year i even fell because he came like way too close behind me and i just busted my ass i'm sorry but uh um they love to scare me outside so the houses i'm like over them already i'm not really scared because they can't really come too close they just pop out but they always get me when when i'm outside i don't know what it is about me i'm like i don't like well i did have red hair last time i went so maybe that was like oh let's go for the redhead or something right they always (laughs) get me yeah but it's a good time all right, so we usually ask this question. It's a typical wrestling question. What's your dream match? Who would you like to face one day? Dream match. That's hard because I think, like, wrestlers are coming in and out so fast. Dream opponent, like, if it had to be a female, with the way things are now and just, like, from what I've seen, Thunder Rosa. Like, I just – Saw her at AEW, saw her work, and I was just like, ah, oh, I, I've gotten in there a couple times with her training and stuff like that, but not like a full blown match. Like she can go, she kind of scares me, <laughs> in a good way. I don't back down from anybody, uh, but I definitely that would be like dream opponent current right now. Dream match, uh, would love to have a match, tag match with my boyfriend, West Briscoe. Excuse me, against whoever. But it, it'd be nice to tag with him. So that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to go against him. I'd rather just tag with him. Oh, uh, yeah. Depen- depends how he acts. I mean, if he gets out of line, <laughs> if he maybe. gets out of line, maybe, maybe. I may stir just, it up. Like, sleep on the couch. Yeah, I'll always. All right, Chuck, you got any left over? Did I take them all? Uh, well, you, you took my, my, my dance uh, style one. Dance question. But uh, I, I, I do have another one. And then an, I, I heard another one that I could chime in on. So on the horror kick thing, do you have a favorite horror or scary movie? Oh, that's... I always say, like, I'm a deprived child. That's what my friend used to call me. Cause like, she used to be like, have you gone to this restaurant? I'm like, no. Have you watched this movie? No. I think, and it's a bad excuse because there's people that are like on the road all the time and have watched all these movies. I just haven't watched a lot of movies and there's not one I can put. I'm trying to think like if there's like a scary, scary movie that really like, um, I'm really bad at that. I don't have a favorite horror movie. I, I hate just, horror like, movies, I, so it's okay. I hate, I hate them. them. I hate them, but I'll watch them. But I, some of them like watch like this. <laughs> I don't like it. Ooh. I just don't do clowns. I watched it. Thankfully, I didn't have nightmares. But like, he's just like really ugly clown. It just scares me. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, we'll, we'll get off the, we don't want to scare anybody. We'll get off the horror thing. Um, your name is Red Velvet. Uh, are you a fan of Red Velvet stuff? Yes. It's not my favorite, uh, which is so ironic, right? I do like Red Velvet cake. Uh, I do like Red Velvet cupcakes. Uh, it's funny because I love to see people send me pictures of things. So I've gotten like Red Velvet Oreo pictures, uh, Red Velvet cupcakes. I'm trying to think like what other like, I've seen some like ridiculous like Red Velvet stuff. People like make Red Velvet out of everything. Um, but I think I've only tried like Red Velvet cake, cupcake. I haven't tried the Oreos yet, like the cookies. And I think there was something else I did try. I don't remember what it was. It's not my favorite. I, People, like, they it. ask that a lot. Like, oh, Red Velvet Cake has to be your favorite. It's not my favorite. And that's actually something I've never told anyone. So you guys are the first podcast. Exclusive. Scoop, scoop, scoop. Exclusive. I've never said that, but I'll let out on a secret. It is not my favorite cake. We won't I tell like anyone. It. It's, it, it's not my favorite either. Cut I, this part out. <laughs> well, what is the favorite oh. cake now? Because now we need to yeah. know. What is now Red you Velvet need to know. I, that cake. question was coming. It was so funny. Yeah. I love carrot cake. I knew you were a carrot uh, cake person. I, I love it. carrot cake. Yeah. It's so it. funny. Either carrot cake or funfetti cake because I'm bomb at making it. Mm. So, but definitely uh, carrot cake. Yeah. I, do. I let my secret out of the bag. Everyone's like, oh, you love, you must love red velvet cake. That's how you got your name. I'm like, no, I got my name because people think I look like a red velvet cake, but not because that's all I eat. It's a little tad bit too sweet for me, I think. I mean, that's the way I am, but it's really sweet. And like, I'm like, I don't know if it's like a word, but like paranoid and anal, like about like cavities and stuff. It's like, I used to have really bad teeth. And I had to pay, like, out of my own money when I was, like, what, 23, 24 for braces. And uh, ever since then, I'm, like, super paranoid with, like, how many sweets I eat and stuff. And carrot cake is, like, sometimes I'll take out, like, the frosting a little on the mm -hmm. top. But just the red velvet cake itself is just too sweet for me. Yeah. Carrot cake, I'm good. That's one of my I favorites. Love I love it. I love make. I, I make uh, the little mug carrot cakes at home yeah like if, if i if i'm if i have a hankering like i'll make a little one my wife will make like a little chocolate one my nice. my daughter will make like a peanut butter one we just have I all of them. Try that and then the little jug right I, I yeah you that. just take like a, a coffee cup that you can put in the microwave mix everything together pop it in there bake it, it it's a nice little one for nice oh hold on my phone was dying uh -oh. Don't want to you guys. <laughs> Hold on, phone. We're almost done. We're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> it's charging now. We're good. So We're you brought up red velvet Oreos, and that is a perfect segue into our last question. The question that we ask everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, when we talk to you, what you do for a living. It's an age-old debate. It's, are you a single stuff, the classic Oreo fan, or a double stuff Oreo fan? So let me revert that before I answer that. Why do you guys ask that question to everybody? 
Oh, I, it, it was, I mean, who doesn't like Oreos? Of a. course. B, it is a, a bone of contention on our regular round table podcast with our other friends. And some of us are on debate. Yes. Heated debate. Some of us are on the classic side. Some of us are on the double stuff side. And we thought it would be a fun last question to uh, end the Of interview. course. Well, I like, I'm a classic girl. Like, I just said it too. Like, double stuff, just like too much sweet for me. So, like, I could get a double stuff, but I'll probably be the one that, like, cuts off. So, I have to be, like, regular Oreos. Like, it's too much stuffing for me. Too much I saw it coming. Yeah. I mean, she talked about the cavities. She talked about her teeth. And I was like, it's, this is not going to end well for us. Yeah. Yeah. We're both on the double stuff side. But oh, I, can, I, I can let this one slide okay. because of the carrot cake answer. Because of the carrot, carrot cake. cake. All right, cool. Yes. I made up for yes. it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, everybody, hey, we've had fun. I hope you have all had fun listening to us, getting to know Red Velvet a little bit better. Don't forget, you can check her out at Mission Pro on September 18th, which is a Friday. The bell time is 7.30. It's down in Buda, Texas. Hell hath no fury. If you're going to the show, wear your mask. Uh, there is social distancing and everything there. They have the rules up on missionprowrestling.net. Uh, so you yes. can check those out. Uh, and now is your time. Tell everybody where they can find you. Where you guys can find me. So, Instagram, I'm LA underscore velvet with two T's. So, La underscore velvet. Twitter, I'm the red velvet. Everything with two T's. Uh, Facebook, you can find me under Stephanie Cardona, my regular name, because Facebook does not want to let me be red velvet. I have to show like an ID or something. So, throw that out of the water. Um, YouTube, you guys can follow my YouTube page. Just right red velvet pro wrestling tees i have a shop at pro wrestling tees if you want to get your t-shirts before the show don't know if they'll come on time but you can get your shirts there and i'm now on cameo Ooh. so if you can't come to the show and there's someone at the show who really wanted to see me and you guys want me to give them a shout out i do birthdays graduation people just ask me questions sometimes i'll send those videos um, uh, on cameo as well and uh, if you can't come to the show and you want Eight by tens. I have some pins. You guys can just shoot me a DM or something, and I'll happily uh, mail those to you guys and whatever you want to order. Nice. How could you go wrong? I know. I mean, there's literally right? so many reasons to go find places to go see Red Velvet. I mean, they're all there. All there. And all right. There. Isn't it such a pain in the ass with all the social media stuff to just get all the same handle on everything? Yeah, it just like it kind of like. Facebook is Facebook, which I'm over them. And then uh, Instagram started. And then I got my Twitter. And then my Twitter couldn't be the same as my Instagram because it was taken already. I was like, man, like, boo. <laughs> Such a pain yeah. in the butt. Trials we went through the and same tribulations thing. of social media. Yes. They're hating, girl. <laughs> well, we had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, go check out red velvet on all those locations go buy a shirt go buy a pin go buy an eight by ten get a cameo get, a, get cameo. a cameo let red velvet call somebody for you or send a video for somebody for and tell them that they're wrong and carrot cakes the best and not red velvet heck I mean, yeah that, 
to me is the scoop of the century right there. Yeah. <laughs> go check us out. Uh, go hit like, go hit subscribe on our YouTube page. Uh, go see all of our great interviews for Mission Pro and the Hell Hath No Fury series. And I we believe are almost there. We are, we are almost, almost there. at the show. And we might have, Chuck, I think we got one more. One we, more, possibly. We we might have one more. We might, but go check it out. Go check us out. Remember, go click the link, and you get free two weeks with Title Match Wrestling. So you get the show for free, and you can watch Hell Hath No Fury. And thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Red. <laughs> you can find Red Velvet on Facebook at La Velvet. You can find her on Instagram at La underscore Velvet. And you can even find her on Twitter at The, with two E's, Red Velvet, with two T's on all of those. She's also on Cameo. Check her out. Search for Red Velvet. And finally, she has some t-shirts. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Velvet with two T's to check out her store there. And of course... Hell Hath No Fury, presented by Mission Pro Wrestling and Pinball's Kingdom, Friday, September 18th in Buda, Texas. If you're going to the show, bell time is 7.30. You can find the show streaming online at Title Match Wrestling Network. And for more information on Mission Pro, go to missionprowrestling.net. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. You can also check out our interviews on WrestleJoy.com. Make sure to subscribe on our YouTube page to watch our previous interviews or our roundtable discussions. Just search for The Bald Monkeys. Watch us live on our new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash TheBaldMonkeys. And finally, listen to The Bald Monkeys podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.